Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the FPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. And as always, I'm Kevin's confidant in arms and knowledge guru, Rob Langevin. That'd be a very long business card. But importantly, we can hear Rob now. We've got <laughs> We've gotten some comments, some some salt was being poured in. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, we fixed that. So uh, hopefully you can That's hear what? Rob more and that's a good thing. Guess what? Now I'm actually audibly heard by natural human beings and not people with hearing aids. It's true. Also, dogs. Don't forget yeah. dogs. They loved your stylings on this show. I still Absolutely. have like a high-pitched squeal that dogs <laughs> hate. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so yeah, uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about pricing, just not as much because obviously there have been matches midweek. Um, who to start and sit, transfers we've made this week, captain options for next week. I don't know, should we start with like a recap of this week? We usually don't, because usually the matches were so long ago, but there were matches literally today. Yeah, I mean, we can we can just have at it, dude, you know? Just just have at it. Like yeah, it's a we talked, 2 o'clock we, special. Yeah. Go ahead, just have we at it. We talked before the show about what, you, what we should talk about, and this didn't come up at all. But yeah, we should probably talk about the matches that just happened. One, if you have Manchester City or Everton players, and you were like... City's defense has been awful. Everton's defense has been awful. This will be great. You were super disappointed with a nil-nil. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, everybody's watching that game going, nil-nil, ugh. And, and I brought in Aguero, and, and probably everybody brought back in Aguero, and they're thinking, oh, I'm going to captain him, and probably sitting on easy street getting an easy, you know, 20 points this week, figure a goal and some, some accoutrement of bonus <laughs> points, and nothing. Is there any way to check triple captains? I guarantee you more than 100 people triple Captain Aguero oh, this week. I guess, I guess it's, probably, I, it's probably in the thousands, but there's, I, I don't actually have those stats. Yeah, I don't, know how, I don't even have, know how to they look They usually get released after game week, so right. we'd, have to, we'd have to research those. So tune in next week. We'll have triple <laughs> Captain stats for Sergio for Aguero, Aguero in week to 21. see who all got their six points. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, obviously that match didn't go people's way. So few clean sheets. Ne'er any to be seen except for that match. Aston Villa and Southampton finally doing it, which I'm angry about and we'll touch on in a bit. And Leicester against Tottenham. I'll talk about him a little bit later. Christian Fuchs looking like a brilliant signing right now. 0.5% owned still. No matter what we say, it won't go up. Yeah, he's he's brutally under-owned. And for someone who's taking as many... uh, set pieces and corner corner chances as he does. He he's someone especially with Leicester's upcoming schedule that you know there there's there's a lot of highs and lows there. Mm. But he's somebody you definitely have to look at, especially given his price point is only four dot seven right now. I mean and his ownership, like you said, is 0.5%. I mean, from what else are people going to be looking for from a fourth or fifth midfielder that uh defender that they're going to be rotating in and out? I I, I don't know. His 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 penchant for assists and you know 
extras from a Leicester, you know, offense that likes to score goals and he's going to be involved in with set pieces. He's got to be a more he's got to be a more attractive option going up. I I foresee him probably being at least at whole a whole one percent by the next game week. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. All right, I've decided without consulting you at all, and we're just gonna quickly go through these and talk about off fantasy relevant thing. Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace. It was awful. Our defense has conceded lots of goals. I think Wilfried Zaha is better when there are less people on the ball. Your thoughts? Uh, I agree. Uh, most people who have an investing value in that game uh, were sitting on the Dans, the Wards, or the Papas Warriors. Maybe even Hennessy. Yeah, yeah Hennessy and the Papas Warriors. And Hennessy looked – he made I, Adam Bogdan look awful. That goal was just – he spilled it, and I think he basically blew it into him, blew it under his own legs and went into the goal. It, it, it's a shame because Hennessy's been doing well from a fantasy perspective, and his price point and his ownership rate are a great differential for people. Mm. And – yeah, it's it's just sad. Crystal Palace went into that game with a lot of uh, defensive shares, and they kind of shat on a lot of owners. They really did. And uh, I just randomly thought it was kind of similar to uh, Vitor Minone's, uh own goal. I think it was probably counted as when was that? That was ages ago, uh, two years ago, two when years they were ago, yeah. against City, when they were making that charge to try to stay up. <laughs> it mm-hmm. looked like they were going to win, and he just like threw it into his own net. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Bournemouth versus West Ham. A, Payet, we told you so. I'll get there in a sec with price changes and crap. But Bournemouth, Benekafobe looked like a fairly decent footballer. I don't know what your take was on him. Do you have any interest going forward? Um, You know what, he'd be interesting. And, you know, I was reading that he's this year's Callum Wilson and... Troy Deeney, but he's already here. You know, now the whole standing mm. point is, will Bournemouth do enough to stay up? That's the whole thing to make him effective for next year. Or will another club invest in him like Bournemouth did already, where they, you know, they basically paid, what was it, 12 million for him or 8 million? Or I think yeah. it was 10 million, somewhere in, the, somewhere in that range. You know, if, if they see enough of him from what Bournemouth is going to play him to invest in, in him in next year if Bournemouth doesn't have the chance to stay up. Uh, he looked good. He missed that missed that header. He, he was kind of off balance in the middle of the box, but he was only four yards out. So I mean, I you can't really knock him too much. But the story of this game for me was the uh, like you said, Dimitri Payet and the the set pieces. Enter Valencia's side Ooh, foot straight son. dipper. Wow, straight mm-hmm. straight filthy. Just just nasty. The goalie had nothing to do but blame the wall. That's yeah. all he could was do. That Boric that was just left yeah. standing there looking like yeah, a fool with I mean, his pants it on was the a, ground. It was un- it was unsavable. It was a beautiful take, mm. beautiful goal. Nothing yeah. more you can say. Yeah, I mentioned last week in a mid in forwards to start that I liked Andy Carroll. Goes off early, injured, out for about four weeks. It looks like, uh, and I mentioned that I still liked Enner Valencia. I was just worried he wouldn't really get the minutes if Carroll was starting up front. Well, <laughs> not only did he get the start, but then he also put in a performance like that with Zarate seemingly on the fringes. You never know why they have like five strikers that they just rotate. But mm-hmm. I'd, I'd now say Valencia is an excellent option. West Ham create a lot of chances. Your boy Mikhail Antonio came up with a, mm-hmm. another assist, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely no problem with starting Valencia at the weekend. In other leagues, it would be hard to get him into your team yeah, in the totally. .com league for sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just, because <laughs> we didn't research this at all. Uh, Newcastle versus Man United. Um, so last week... In multiple forums, I talked about how Wayne Rooney was still unownable. 
And everybody was kicking around that Newcastle stat that Wayne Rooney scored more goals against Newcastle than anybody else. Blah, 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 blah. Really easy to do over a really long career. Wasn't that worried about it. Two goals and an assist. Were we wrong on Rooney or should people still shy away despite this performance? Well, I mean, you know, I want to, I'd have to see it again. But then, you know, we always bring up from a fantasy perspective. I know it gets fucking worn out, but. I want to see it again, and then by that time, you won't have him on your roster, and it'll be too late. So, you know, I, I want to say he'll be able to do it again. Liverpool's defense today, that's who he plays next week, is shoddy at best, as Arsenal exposed them pretty well. Um, yeah, I, I'd want to see it again. I, I'm not a true believer that Wayne is a viable fantasy option with the number of names and the price points that are way under his are available, but... You know, two goals and assists speak volumes to me. Yeah, he he was very instrumental in that success for them. And by success, I mean an attack because they conceded three goals. People had been all over Smalling, all over Darmian very early in the year. Uh, what, what What's your take on all those United defenders, De Gea included, that people thought were worth a lot? Yeah, I mean, it, it was just a, it's a bad week in general for defender, defenders and people who link up their goalie with defenders because Smalling and De Gea are a popular one. Um, you know, it, a lot of the uh, West Brom, Boaz Myhill ship, ship two goals. They yeah, ship Myhill two goals. and Dawson. I had Courtois yep. in this week and he got a yellow card. You know, Stoke, Stoke gave up a goal to Norwich. It was a it was a brilliant goal. But by the way, it's my boy Johnny Housen. We'll also talk I mean, about that. It was later. A, it was a fabulous goal, it and was. it was skipping ahead on the also uh, the awful games. kits, yeah, real uh, bad. Oh. You know, you know whose kit I like today? Mm. I actually hmm. liked uh, West Brom's kit. I actually liked yeah. West Brom's kit today with the red with the red with the black piping. I thought it was a, I thought it was a decent decent little kit. Yeah, it's that a nice little strip they got going there. But, oh my uh, gosh, you know Everton's army green one. Ugh. Oh, it kills me every time. I remember the first time they wore it, they were like, Everton coming onto that pitch and they used the fire emoji. And yeah, I was like, yeah, exactly. you should burn it. That's <laughs> it's not what you intended, but yeah, you should burn all of those. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it, was yeah. bad, it was a bad week defensively for anybody linking up, you know, anybody who has any Watt for defenders on the cheap. And, yeah, and congrats to any people that had <laughs> Mitrovic or Paul Dummett. Mm-hmm. Or the people that held on to Wingyldum, of which I was not one. He put a second excellent effort into the net that counted as offside. Uh, I regret that one a, a little bit, considering I have Silva sitting on my bench every week because I'm not sure when he's going to start or if he's going to do anything. Again, didn't mm-hmm. start this week. Um, yeah, I, I just I feel like if you can be patient with Wingyldum, actually, this is it's going to be a shot in the dark here. Oh, well, you'll know. I don't know if our listeners will. You know Pedro Alvarez, formerly yeah. of the Pirates, currently yeah, the, not having a team, where if you played him the entire season, he was a perfectly fantasy viable option. But if you played the start-sit-drop game with him, you'd miss five to eight of those home runs, which negated all the positive value that you could have earned. Mm-hmm. So you just had to stick with it. You just had to keep doing it. I kind of feel that way about Wynaldum. I keep... Picking him up, dropping him, picking him up, dropping him. I'm picking him up after the good performances, which usually means he's going to be in a drought till the next one. I, I, I think that Wynaldum is ownable, but you have to be committed, and he has to be your fifth midfielder, not in price, but in ability. Like I think you could have a player like Della Ali ahead of him as your fourth, have him as your fifth, 
and then just kind of roll the dice and see what happens because the weeks when he has good matches are always great matches. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Virginio is is very frustrating to me as a previous owner because he's so good. He's so yeah, he's good. so good, but. In a fantasy game where you can't really wait for points, it's tough to own them. Yeah, because you'll get those like five weeks where he just puts up two, yeah, like you two. had before this match. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Uh, Chelsea West Brom. We already touched on it a little bit. West Brom dressed well. Courtois couldn't keep a clean sheet. Did get a yellow card. Branislav with the assist. I mentioned him last week. Thought he was a great fantasy option. If it wasn't for his price, I had thought that he had dropped a lot. He had not. Mm-hmm. Another assist puts it all the way through to Azpilicueta. With the downfall of Moreno, do you find either of these guys particularly ownable? Yeah, if you if anybody's going to be ownable there, I think you're going to go for the cheaper option, and I'd probably just lean toward Espolaqueta, mm. only because Ivanovic with the price tag, he's almost one more expensive, and you're yeah. probably going to get the same results as as Caesar's going to give you. Right, Dave, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. That a lot of Chelsea fans called Caesar yeah, Dave. I don't know why, but it's fine. Yeah, it's um, West Brom, congrats to all McLean owners yeah. out there. No, no poppies. Nope, not at all. And then, uh, yeah, and they boo him when he scores. Actually, I don't usually do this, but uh, there's an excellent article on the whole James McLean issue written by an Englishman, uh, Dan Watts, who comes on the EPL Roundtable all the time. It's over on theeaglesbeat.com. Give that a check if you'd like. There's... A reason behind it, and you'll come away with it with a lot less vitriol. <laughs> um, Man City Everton, everything sucked. Moving on, Southampton Watford. Um, so I super hate Southampton. Finally, keeping a clean sheet the week after I said that they would keep a clean sheet. They do against Watford, where Dini and Igalo had been absolutely balling. Dusan Tadic gets on the scoreboard. Do you have anything outside of that that you found interesting in this match? Uh, just I think this is. As soon as Watford has a stumble and Agalu starts giving stops giving results, people start getting an itchy trigger finger, especially in the forward ranks. I know he's a oh, he's but a they very have Villa this week, right? Or some, I know. somebody bad. It's somebody yeah. bad. No, they don't have Villa. They have uh, Swansea. Swansea. Oh, I hate that I have to say that they're bad, but they are. It kills um, me inside. But you know, every as soon as someone who is kind of like an underlier, who's under owned, very cheap and. Somebody's been relying on. As soon as the first time he doesn't do anything, there's an immediate reaction to, "Oh, that's it! I got to jump off the wagon." Yeah. Uh, I think Agalu completely falls into that. It's a shame that he, that people were thinking that because you shouldn't, because it was just an off game. Uh, Southampton has they play a system where they basically play five defenders. It's what mm-hmm. they did today. They played five defenders. Oh, speaking play, of which, Maddie Target with twelve points on my bench. Yeah. The the three dot since the three dot eight sensation. Yeah, ah, I'm so angry about but, that. But uh, the the one thing from a fantasy, you know, I'll keep an eye on this is uh, Fraser Forster came back yeah. for for the game today. You know, it wasn't that long ago that he was basically you know a staple goalie. It was basically 30 games ago that he was a fantasy goalie for almost a lot, probably half the league. Mm. He's basically he's come back. Uh, you know, it's not known that he's going to be an everyday. You know. You know, caretaker there or whatnot, but you know, Stecklenburg was doing not well. I mean, he wasn't doing fantastic, but the whole Southampton defense wasn't doing well as a whole. So it's definitely an interesting thing to keep an eye on, especially especially since Foster's in the was he four point eight range, which is basically you know, if you have like a a, Gome, a Gomez or a you know someone in that mm-hmm. price tag, even a Myhill, 
because Ben Foster is coming back around now. If you're a little leery about goalie situations, you know yeah. it could be a good, be a good situation to handcuff yourself there if you wanted to uh, grab Fraser Forster. That is legitimately by far the most in-depth keeper conversation I've ever heard in regards to fantasy. Nice. Well, you're welcome. See, this yeah. is what I do here. People helping mm-hmm. people. Yeah, man. That's why we make the sum bucks. Um, all right. Uh, Stoke Norwich. My boy Johnny Housen scores. Was very excited about that. For Stoke, all the people you own did very little. Arnautovic <laughs> with an assist. Jocelyn owners, you may rejoice. Mm-hmm. Uh are you encouraged by what you've seen from Stoke that they're potent from so many different kind of positions? Or are you starting to get a little nervous? Shakiri out for a couple weeks. Bojan didn't do much yet again. Arnautovic again just with the assist. Uh, you know, Stoke to me is still that uh, I'm not investing in forward pieces team. Mm. They're like they're very similar to the Crystal Palace for me. They're, you look at them for defense and defense only. And if you have to invest in a forward or a midfielder there, you're probably going to get Decent return, like a, like from an Arnautovic, but you don't you can't really rely on it. Basically, Arnautovic and when when healthy, Balassi are kind of basically the same kind of player on the same kind of team, and they give you the same kind of fantasy results. I know they're not the same kind of player or have the same kind of style of play. One's a smash it and hope, and the other guys will dribble by you and finesse you. But from a fantasy, once again, perspective, it's they're they're basically the same. Six, mid six price tag midfielder who's not going to give you the returns of a Payet or an old soul, but they'll give you a goal or an assist every other week and keep you in the, keep you in the race. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the problem with this format that we came up with on the fly is that it'll take away a lot from what I'm going to talk about later, but Stokes next four matches, Arsenal, Leicester, United, Everton. You don't particularly love that. Uh, okay, uh, Swansea, Sunderland, don't own any of them. <laughs> um, I guess, Defoe, do we have to talk about Defoe? Scores a hat trick, he's playing Tottenham next week. Yeah, he got a hatter, that's about it. I called it, I said he was going to do well this offside, I mean, I, Maybe yeah. one and a half, we're offside. One and a half, <laughs> fair enough, but, I, you don't yeah. love that. Sigurdsson scores, Andre Ayew popping up with his one and four just to stay relevant. Yeah, Swansea went Swansea went down a man, and the game completely changed. Uh, the only good thing from for me is, uh, you know, Sigurdsson scoring a PK, and IU looking very lively, even though and even though they were down a man, and they didn't have a striker. IU had to play that role. Yeah, I absolutely. did say last week that Sigurdsson would be a good pick this week. He was, uh, but you know, you, you come away from this match not super thrilled about their odds um, in a match that was a six pointer in the relegation zone, which is crazy to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swansea are in dire, dire mm-hmm. straits. Uh, if you had to guess right now without looking, where they rank 1-20 to 20 in goal scored, where do you think they are? Mm, they're probably like 15th. Tied for last. Wow. 17 See? with Aston Villa. Aston it's, Villa, yeah. It's absolutely shocking. It really is. The, the tumble that they have taken down the table. Uh, Liverpool versus Arsenal. Again, another match where a lot of people you weren't expecting to score scored two from Olivier Giroud, further stapling his his spot as kind of that top six ish uh, forwards that are all perfectly ownable. Uh, shout out to John Wallen. Bobby Firmino shows up with two. Anything of note for you? Uh, no, I I think Giroud is slowly cementing himself. Firmly in that, I think he's jumped up a spot. I think he's in the mm. top five. 
Yeah, everybody away. keeps thinking he's gonna drop off, but he kind of keeps doing it. He's doing he's doing what he does, and he keeps doing it. So might as well ride the pony, ride the ride the right pony. In the words of genuine, jump on it. Yeah, <laughs> ride it. My yeah, saddle I mean, is waiting. This is I mean, weird. From a from a forward perspective, I mean, there's there's probably four guys that you would own above him. Correct. I mean, Lukaku, yep. Kane. Yep. Uh, Aguero, you'd have to probably have to throw in that situation yeah, because he's I'd a difference maker roster wise, yeah. and you'd have to take a Galo, and then Giroud would probably be the fifth guy for me. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, obviously, uh, addition by subtraction. That means Vardy is the one that has fallen out of favor. Although he does have a good matchup, this was an excellent segue done by you, whether it has been intentional or not. Leicester beat Tottenham one nil. Super frustrating. Both sides had tons of chances. Kane could have had two. Vardy could have had one. Mares could have had one. Didn't happen. Of course, the giant, meaty, tree trunk-esque forehead of Robert Huth is what wins it. Helps out your Leicester defenders. Gets them the clean sheet. Like I said, Kane had opportunities. It wasn't there. Erickson, the first sub yet again. Not looking as sharp as he had last season. Della Ali doesn't do anything of note. Although, the one promising thing on Della Ali is that Toby Alderweireld did do that long ball set play thing twice again. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and Toby Alderweireld could have had two-headed goals. Yeah. Uh, which was frustrating that he did not. I know you're not nearly as big on the Tottenham guys, except in defense. I got a, a Twitter question earlier today when we found out that Rose wasn't starting again, which, to be fair, we knew. He started mid, He started at the... I almost said midweek because this week is so weird. He started at the weekend. Davis gets the start in the Premier League uh, as it looked like he had Tottenham much better defensively with Davis and then Rose, but much less attacking. Pochettino expecting that he can get attack built from somewhere else in the squad. Didn't happen today. I'm not sure that means he'll switch back, but with Rose not looking at a great option and Alderweireld being hetero-reliant, what's your thought on... I know you like the cheaper defensive option on potentially the addition of Kyle Walker... To people's fantasy sides. Um, I like Walker, but this is from I'm a Toby owner, and Toby is owned in basically forty percent of leagues. Highest scoring defender, at least he was yeah. before these games. I yeah, absolutely. Too. The only the only thing is, you know, if you own Toby, you're not going to own Walker. I don't think you're going to double dip on a Spurs defense. Um, I'd I'd rather I'd rather diversify my my shares across the defensive end. Mm. If you don't own Toby and you want to downshift into Walker to save you money for elsewhere, that's completely condonable by me, and I, I wouldn't have any qualms about that. Yeah. Um, but to me, defense, defenders are so, so clean sheet reliant that um, I know Walker plays the wing and, and Toby gets plays in the center and gives you more goal chances with the head, but uh, you know, I think they would probably even out because Walker has the ability to get involved in in a in an assist now and again. Mm. Um, so, I mean, if, if prices were the same, I would probably take Toby. But it, since they're different, I'm gonna I would say lean towards Walker. Yeah, I think that is excellent advice there from you. Uh, so price changes are a little weird this week because we've just had a match week. I'll just run through a few uh, players that have gone up. Dimitri Payet. Uh, also, uh, Rob, we mentioned before, uh, in some places of the world is actually pronounced "We told you so." Ha ha ha! It's really a strange pronunciation. Uh, he's up to seven eight now, but had a goal and assist in his first start since November seventh. His next six matches: Newcastle, Man City, Villa, Southampton, Norwich, Sunderland. 
he's startable in every single one of those and captainable in probably four yeah, maybe at five least, at least three yeah, yeah it depends it depends three. on your uh, it depends on your other options to be sure mm-hmm. but in a vacuum he's absolutely playable in all those mm-hmm. another player that's gone up another hammer Cresswell up to five six averaging 6.6 points over his last five matches which is nuts same favorable schedule as Payet that I just mentioned sixth highest scoring defender in the official game we just talked defenders a little bit I'm gonna do a little bit of a of a oh man this is copyright infringement um of a hmm, how do I not say name game here uh we're gonna do a compare and share yeah. <laughs> I don't know that was not a qual- a quality work for me, but Cresswell or Alderweireld? Hmm. I'd probably lean. I'm looking at their upcoming fixtures. I'd I'd lean I lean Cresswell. Yeah, I, I it's close for me, and even as a Tottenham fan, I think I'd lean Cresswell. I do have a tendency to favor wingbacks. Cresswell or your boy Scott Dan. Hmm. I'd probably st- mm. looking at the fixtures again. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No problem. I'd probably lean Dan. Okay. Cresswell. Only because through the middle, through in a couple like five six fixtures, Dan Dan's even e- e- like they slides in there. Yeah. Yep. Cresswell or Bakary Sanya. You know, with Kolarov not playing today and uh, Di Michaelis getting the start there, you know. I'm off the Kolarov yeah. wagon altogether. I was off it two weeks ago. I just haven't had a need or a desire to change anybody defensively. Um, but if I had to change one person on my team right now that I hated, it, it Kolarov would be out and I would bring in Cresswell. Cool. Kolarov was the next one. So obviously Cresswell there as well. Yeah. Cresswell or Smalling, who just conceded three goals Cresswell. Today. Cresswell. I don't believe in United's defense at all. So what we just established, and I agree with those, by the way, I might have him behind Toby ahead of Dan. But okay. what we're saying is for both of us, he is our second highest rated defender. And he is not owned as such. Mm-hmm. So that's Only what I'm trying 10%. to say. At 5.6, we're both saying he's the second best option there. And mm-hmm. we hate each other and never agree on anything. Mm-hmm. So... Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> From the player mm-hmm. haters ball. I mean, oh, yeah. hate, 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 hate. I mean, he's, he's just for... Just for comparison to comparison your whole comparison thing mm-hmm. he's owned less than jose font oh Nathan- nathaniel klein and nacho monreal i'll just throw those three oh and out. he's that's- been awful lately you ever have something hurt your soul yeah that's what just happened when you told me about those liverpool defenders being owned higher uh for me my move this week is going to be moving off of um Craig Dawson, who I've had this whole time. He's been in my rotation. I'm not starting mm-hmm. him every week. And flopping him to Cresswell for the point plus five. So it's a, Yeah, that's a fantastic move. Yeah, I, mean. I have no problem doing that at all. Silva has one more week just because I have more pressing needs and I'm fine benching him. Yeah. But he better yeah. start showing up. Yeah, Silva, Silva for me is still rostered. And uh, I made a couple moves last week where I brought in Della Ali so I can bring in Aguero so I can get cheaper and have more money. Uh, but mm-hmm. Silva's still sitting there for me, and his 10.0 price tag, he's going to drop because of, there's there's going to be tens of thousands of people that drop him after his 17-minute appearance. I know mm-hmm. Pellegrini said he wasn't going to play both fixtures, but the the fantasy trust for me is, is way out the window. And 
I'll actually ask you a question, Kev. Yeah. Out of the out of the four midfield options for City, KDB, Silva, Yaya, and Sterling, if you had to pair them together and say KDB and Silva or Yaya and Sterling, which pair would you rather own? Mm, KDB and Silva. I think I think De Bruyne is the most trustworthy, and I think mm-hmm. Silva has the most upside. But you're also by choosing the secondary pair, you're saving four million dollars. Oh, with Yaya and Sterling, and Sterling mm-hmm. just dropped in price again as well. Yeah. Oof. I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I came into the season riding high off our uh, fantasy expert conglomeration of joy, mm-hmm. riding very high on Yaya Toure and Buffa Timbi Gomez. Now, the Gomez one clearly isn't going to happen. They have to buy a striker in January. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to. We already mentioned only 17 goals this season. Yaya Toure, I think, is ownable. Mm-hmm. But at that price, I'm, I would rather spend the money on De Bruyne. Silva, I'm iffy on. I, I would still actually, I would still rather own the pair, even for even for more money, because I think Sterling. You saw him today. He he's still getting into dangerous spaces, but he's turning a little Navasi, where he mm-hmm. isn't looking where he's kicking the ball first. Oh, he, it, he gets and, into a dangerous position. He just he just whips it in. And he's like maybe I can count at least two crosses that I saw, and I was watching four different matches concurrently, yeah, which yeah. was really hurting my brain. Where he and, just whipped him in, and there was no one there. Yeah, and you watch the city. You watch the city fixture, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the 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 tackle on Sterling in the ninety third minute. That's absolutely a penalty. A foul. Every if it, single if that, time. If that was any, if that was any other minute of the game, that would have been given, and everybody would have been everybody would have been rejoicing because Aguero would have got a, gotten a goal. Yep. And you know the the awful thing about that is Sterling didn't sell it. No. And if he, he had, he just it went would have been to, given. He yeah. just went to ground. He went for the ball. Yeah. Yeah. If he went, if he did a triple sow cow like everybody else does <laughs> after yep. they get hit, they would. It would have been awarded. But absolutely, I completely agree. Concur. Whatever you want me to say. Yeah. It was, and that would have counted as a Sterling assist if the you penalty know? had been converted. And I think if which... I think it was anybody else but the English golden boy John Stones, I think it would have been given as well. Yeah, the league is a little too in love with him at the moment, to be sure. Sticking in this game, Aguero rises to thirteen two. Currently sitting on eight goals, and five of those came in one match. Scored just twice since October 3rd. You mentioned that you brought him in. You think he's a game changer. Do you think he's worth that price? I mean, clearly you do. You brought him in. Um, I look at it from from two perspectives. Um, the teams above me have him. So if I want to catch them, I need to, I need to roster him because you're not going to make up more points if he does. If he goes off and you don't own him, you're screwed. But if you try to make it up otherwhere and they don't do anything, you're probably just as screwed because you're not making up points. Because he's probably going to do more than what you think you could bring in. You know, it's not like I'm going to sit there and hope and pray that Lukaku and Kane and Agalo are going to outperform Lukaku, Agalo, and Aguero because that's mm. what I currently own. You know, I mean, we saw it today. They didn't. I mean, Harry thought he had a goal and was about to celebrate. Oh, that was so it, harsh. Yeah, uh, and then. You know, Schmeichel hit it with his uh, arm flap. The underside of his arm, yeah. And his, and you've, we've seen Kane do that so many times. There's a little bit of topspin to get it over the leg, and he happened to mm-hmm. get his arm down just enough. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, Aguero's, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, he's the damned if you do and damned if you don't option. You know, if you just want to accumulate mass points, you don't own him, you're screwed. But 
if everybody owns him and you don't, you're screwed too. So it it's he's one he's an enigma. He's a completely enigma because if you don't own him, you're screwed. If you own him and you're chasing and he doesn't do anything, you're screwed too. So you're you're basically chasing points, but at his at his price tag, it makes it really, really questionable when he doesn't do anything. But in the long run, you have to realize this is a marathon, not like an individual race every week. Yeah. So yeah. that's my take. Absolutely agree there. Very quickly on players going down in price, Tadish down to 6-7. A goal and two assists in his last four, although he only started three of those. Southampton, big old dumpster fire, but I, I'm I'm not doing it at all. But he's just 5.0, or sorry, 5.0 was a price. He's 5% owned, which makes him an interesting differential option. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I'm not going to do it, so don't. Don't think that's where I'm coming from. But if you want to do it, feel Don't free. Don't do it, man. I mean, whatever. Uh, Monreal down to 5-9. Scored more than two points just twice since November 7th. Bellerin, the much better own if you want an Arsenal defender, which I'm not even sure you want right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Barkley down to 7-4. Chances created have plummeted. He's averaging just one per match over his last six. His take-ons have gone way up, which may sound good in theory, but it's the opposite of what you want in the official game. And it shows a bit of regression in Barkley's actual uh, growth as a player because this is what he used to do. Is he used to rely on his pace and strength to get past players instead of his passing, which is very Dembele-esque. And Dembele, not a great fantasy option for that exact reason. You want Barkley passing the ball around the final third. And currently, he's not doing it. In Everton's defense, I think they've they've played a lot of games and a lot of short. He's in time. Everton's midfield. Because <laughs> you said in Everton's defense. Anyway, well, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> but yeah, so I, they have played a lot of fixtures in, in a short amount of time, and mm. I think that could have an effect. But I'm not saying buy him or sell him. I'm just saying something. <laughs> Saying something with words and sentences and stuff. Great. Well, that that's absolutely top-notch stuff from us there. All right, it's thirty-eight, thirty-eight in the recording. Uh, here's a second break. Great, we nailed it. That's where our commercial's gonna go. Nailed it. Okay. Uh, start sits. Um, uh, Harry Kane. Start start him. He's at nine dot nine, facing literally the worst defense in the league. And Aston Villa is not who he's playing. What am I talking about? They're playing Sunderland. Uh, but Sunderland are averaging two goals conceded per game for the season. Two. Every game. We just hit match week 21. It's insane how often they concede. Conceded two. They conceded one of them after they were had a man advantage. Which is a dumb thing to have. AU did have an excellent finish on that goal, though. But Kane is currently fourth highest scoring forward, boasts the highest shot accuracy in the league at 62%. And Tottenham have been held goalless just five times this season, one of those being today. I think Kane against Sunderland is a must start. Also, I mentioned this to Rob earlier. I hope I don't take any of his guys here listing an entire essay. But uh, Igalo, Eder Valencia, Benica Fobe, and Jamie Vardy or Joa. Or Okazaki, uh, whoever starts up front for Leicester, because I'm not sure, because uh, Vardy was subbed off early, presumably to rest him, because he's coming off the groin injury, but I'm not sure. But, like, all those guys. 
in midfield. Already discussed Diego Payet. Uh, he's a captain this week for sure. My on the down low nomination is a person who's been my down low nomination multiple times before, which is my boy Johnny Housen. And he and I have had a bit of a rough patch in our relationship lately. I, I was off the Norwich guys a lot. Still own him in, in the, our experts league that we're both in. But averaging 4.6 points per game over his last five, including an 11-pointer and a 7-pointer. Now he gets to face a Bournemouth side that have the fourth-worst defense in the league. Other midfielders, uh, it looks like Mahrez might drop in price. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's facing Aston Villa, so if somebody could explain to me why this is the week people are dropping him, that would be great. Uh, and in defense, this week was awful for defenses. I super resent Southampton as a place and as a team for keeping a clean sheet the week after I said they would. Uh, I would have had Tottenham up there this week against that same Sunderland side, but Defoe's looking red hot heading into a matchup with his old club. Much less confident about that. Much more confident from that same match about Christian Fuchs and the Foxes, which would be a great band name. <laughs> they have three match clean sheet uh, stretch heading into a match against Aston Villa and their, as previously mentioned, literally worst attack in the league. But I'd honestly be looking at the Leicester guys. And when that doesn't mm-hmm. work, don't blame me because defense has been awful this season. Yeah. I mean, Leicester is definitely a place that I would look, and I actually had Christian Fuchs as my guy. And we already talked about my other guy that I was going to speak about for my defensive starts, and that's Aaron Cresswell. I mean, he's my he's going to be my move this week, only because I don't think I'm going to move a midfielder. So Cresswell for Kolarov, for me, just seems like a nice move, and it seems very nice and tidy. West Ham, they have a nice fixture. They have very good upcoming fixtures. Mm. Like you said, when you were talking about captain and Payette, uh, Cresswell is going to reap the benefits of that as well. The more offensive the team is, the better they are defensively. That's just my, you know, my perspective. Because if they're better going forward, they're better in the back. But that's just me. Uh, but also, I like Christian Fuchs as well. Uh, he's taking a lot of set pieces. You saw it on the corner today where he hit Mean Mean Mountain Dean Robert Huth. Um, yeah, invest in those uh, through the midfield. Uh, I have a, a a guy that's owned pretty good, and then a guy who. Has been playing well, and you probably should look at uh, Della Ali. Hmm. I liked what I saw today. He wasn't involved in, enough, but when he was, he showed me enough that he he's gonna be involved in the future, yeah. especially next week. Uh, the other guy I like, Darren Fletcher for West Brom. He's getting nice. involved. He's getting involved in a lot, a lot, a lot of West Brom's whenever they do score. Uh, you know, he's coming off weeks of eleven and eight in the last three. Uh, I know they were against Newcastle, one was against Chelsea, but still, for a midfielder at priced at 4.3, he's got 64 total points for the year, owned at one, owned, owned just at 1%. It's a good place to look at for a differential. And then up front, um, listen, uh, if you're not owning or thinking about owning Olivier Giroud and you want to kind of not hop on the Sergio Aguero train because you just don't like it or you want to try to make up points elsewhere – Olivier Giroud, to me, is is the person to link up up top. You could probably, I haven't done it, and I haven't tried to fit, put the pieces in together, but you can get a front three of Lukaku, Kane, and Olivier Giroud together and just continue to ride those three. You have a cheap fifth midfielder that you're not going to use because you're going to be basically playing those three forwards every week. It It sounds tantalizing enough to do it, and people who are listening to this and contemplating a wild card use, 
you know, plug that in and see how the midfield comes out, especially when you have cheaper options to the midfield like Della Ali and Mares staring you there that, that basically will just cost you 12, 12 million. Uh, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. I'm just looking at it and running the numbers through my head, and it probably would work. Uh, the long shot option, how about Shane Long from, from Southampton? Yeah, you know, scored again today. Yeah, scored again. All the dude does is score. Him, him and, you know, the the, uh, the Irish tandem, him and Jonathan Walters could, could do well <laughs> together on the same team. Uh, you know, Southampton plays West Brom. I know I'm contradicting myself by saying Darren Fletcher and Shane Long. But you know what? Who cares if they both score? That's good for you. You're not they're, you're not getting a defend um, forward and a midfielder for, you know, defensive and clean sheet reasons. And, and I know Shane Long is not really ownable in most formats, only because he's not part of that that top five, six, seven, whatever, how many people you want to throw into it. But if the guy's scoring, the guy's scoring, and that's more of like a like a daily option, a DFS option, or you know, like a draft league, like we put me and Kevin playing. Um, you know, and then I'll just jump right into my sits. Uh, we talked about it before, and I said I want to be—I want to see it again. And if I see it again, it'll be too late. And anybody else who owns him, good for you. But Wayne Rooney, I want to see another two-goal and an assist game before I'd be like, okay, Wayne Rooney's back. Um, through the midfield, you know, he's on my team. I've mentioned ad nauseum through this whole podcast. But here's his returns for the last eight games: one, two, three, one, five, three, two, one. That's 18 points over his last eight games for a price tag of 10.0. Mm. David Silva does not deserve to be on anybody's fantasy team. Yeah. He's been dropped a ton, and he's only owned in 6% of leagues right now. He should be owned in way less until he blows up and then someone else makes the mistake of re-rostering him. <laughs> uh, and on defense for me, I'm just going to throw out a whole team, and I'm just going to say Crystal Palace. Uh, they're playing against City. City's at home. They're coming off a game which they didn't score against Everton, and that's usually bad news for the team coming in after. Um, I, City's going to ship at least one goal in this game, maybe two. Uh, Palace defensively is good, but they're not off. They're not comparably what City is offensively. So that is my starts and sits. Kev, who do you have on the sit sit side? Yeah, uh, up top, um, I. You, you remember back in the day, I had just a gut check day on Yaya Toure. Ended up being yep. right, ended up getting a goal. Yep. I just have a weird feeling that Lukaku is going to struggle against Chelsea's defense. And it's based in very little fact. <laughs> um, Lukaku has been on fire, obviously didn't have a great day today. <clears throat> and you'd think his size and pace would be an issue for a back line that either includes one of uh, John Terry or Gary Cahill. Uh, Zuma, I think, would actually be able to mark him quite well himself. Mm -hmm. But I just have a weird feeling that Lukaku's not going to do it this week. Today, he had a blah performance. I already mentioned the Ross Barkley creation stats. Villafeu seems to be struggling as well. I I just have a feeling the Everton ship, I'm not going to say sinking, because that's just not the case. But I I just think the hype train should slow down a little bit on Everton. They they were scoring at a uh, literally unsustainable rate over mm-hmm. the past 10 matches, and I think we might see a dip of that against Chelsea. So I know it's crazy, but I own Lukaku, and I'm probably going to follow my own advice, and I think I'm going to sit him this week. Um, and I, I'm, I'm willing to take that as it comes, and I may change my mind right before match time and be like, oh, what the hell are you doing? But how about we see this? Don't expect a lot from Lukaku this week. He might put it in. He might not. I think they might do well. Uh, in the midfield, 
I uh, hmm, didn't write anything down. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> how about Sadio Mane? Is that a big enough name to go against? Sure. For that to sound like a thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't have his stats in front of me, but I just feel like he's done absolutely crap all. Um, and he keeps drifting inside, so he's not even getting those crosses in that used to be of value. And I don't know. He just it, it just seems not to be there. It, surprisingly, in uh, draft fantasy, he's been doing quite well. Here, here we it, go. In his defense, yeah. he played he he played in the center. He played in center today. I don't like it when he does that. I really don't. Okay, here's a stat just from me scrolling. He's created more than two chances in just three matches all season. He's had one. No, let's go. Let's go further. He has three successful crosses in his last six matches. I I don't like it. One assist over that period. No goals. I just, I don't like him. So I I don't like him. I'm gonna get a Sadio Mane haters T-shirt. I'm gonna start a club, and uh, you guys can join that if you'd like. In defense, I mentioned it. It's the Stoke guys. Three weeks without a clean sheet, heading into a stretch of matches against Arsenal, Leicester United, and Everton. I know United aren't scoring bundles of goals, but if Rooney has figured it out, or if this United attack has started to look better without Mata, I don't want to say that too loud, but it's true. Um, <laughs> then, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the Stoke guys going forward. Okay, uh, so heading into captaincy, who are you going to captain in match week 22? Uh, for me, the list is very short, and it's one name, five letters, and and if you spell it backwards, it's uh, it said Tiep. So hmm. Dimit- Dimitri Payet <laughs> is my captain choice for my own team. Uh, I thought about maybe going with Agalu because I think Agalu is going to be dropped a ton this week. Um, but Payet's results from the last game just they're they're mind blowing. And for his manager to come out and be like, "Yeah, he's doing this, and he's not even a hundred percent," that's that's just awesome. So Dimitri Payet is my captain choice for my own team. Well, this became a very boring segment very quickly. Uh, obviously, you don't really love uh, what you saw out of Newcastle this week. Um, conceding three goals to a Manchester United side that was having a lot of difficulty scoring. Now up against Pyatt. We saw what he did last week. You already mentioned he wasn't super fit. Still had a great match. That free kick was stunning. I'm not really sure Rob Elliott could have done anything better in that situation. You don't trust this Newcastle defense at all. I know Paul Dummett scored a late equalizer, so everybody's super hyped, but he is a dreadful footballer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think Pyatt will just absolutely have his way with that defense. Also, captaining Pyatt, agree with your vice as well. I'm vice-captaining Igalo, just in case something cray happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, For our teams, we both mentioned probably bringing in Cresswell, so no big news there. Let's just talk about how our teams did this week. I... Got 22 points from Captain Payette this week. It was a very bold move by me. Super paid off. Got 20 points from the entire rest of my team. Uh, and that is still higher than the current average, if I'm looking at this right. On my page, it's still showing the average is 5 points, which I don't believe. Um, but where, where did you end up finishing the week? Uh, I think I ended up at like 34 points. I didn't Captain Payette. I captained Aguero. Uh, I ended up with 32 points, sorry. Um, I think the average is 26 for the week for players. Mm. Um, so a little bit above the norm, but not fantastic. Um, I'm probably going to drop in, in ranking. I, it doesn't look like I'm going to do well. Um, 
Yeah, most of my team basically did nothing besides payettes eleven. Everybody yeah. else, everybody yeah. else got minimums. Name your players that had more than two points: Payette and Barkley. Mares had three. Yep, Barkley had three. Way. Oh, I also have Mares. I'm a big dumb idiot, huh? Yeah, and my <laughs> captain got four. My captain got me four, and yeah. that was Aguero, and that doesn't count. Yep. So yeah, I'm sitting on a big old thirty. There you go. I had twelve points on my bench. How many players on my team would it have taken to add up to targets twelve? Uh, one for Courtois, two for Peters, so that's three. Uh, Ward is four. Alderweireld gets us to six. Uh, Ali gets us to eight. Barkley gets us to eleven. Okay, so yeah, six. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Great. Go. Joy. Joy to the fantasy world. It's honestly the weirdest thing. I complained on Twitter about only getting 42 points, and people were angry at me mm-hmm. <laughs> for for being so boastful in my <laughs> 42 points. But it was just that kind of week. Nobody yeah. that was supposed to score scored. It was a it was a very very strange match week. Hopefully, we will re- return to normalcy in match week 22 come the weekend. All right, you've been sipping on anything? No, you know, I'm just relaxing, you know. Using a real-life mic? Yeah, absolutely. I'm drinking my microphone that's shaped like a Mountain Dew. Hmm. Is it, though? I think it's shaped more like those thin Coors Light cans that they used for a while. Yeah, or like a Red Bull can. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever played a game called Beer Ball? Mm. (laughs) Where you have the two beers at at opposite sides of the table, and you have a ping-pong ball, and you have to hit it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You hit the, if you hit the glass, you got to sip. If you make it in, he's got to chug it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's fun. Anyway, it looked, we used to play with Coors Light cans. It reminds mm-hmm. me of that. But we're not throwing ping pong balls at our things unless we expulge them from our never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, so I'm, I'm drinking to get my caffeine on, not to get my buzz on. Yeah, I understand that for sure. Uh, quick take on Hugh Jackson being head coach of the Browns. Are any Browns relevant next year, including Josh Gordon? Hmm. I mean, from a running back perspective. Crowell? Crowell. No, I'd probably look at Duke Johnson. Mm. Take Duke six. Okay. Also, huge Steelers fan. We're going to get super crushed this weekend. Ben's looking iffy. AB looks out. D'Angelo looks out. That's not going to go well at all. Uh, Hopefully, we figure out what to do there and soon. Also, this is a sad shout out. I went to college and was friends with a girl named Michelle Love. She was a cheerleader for the Rams. And them moving means she lost her job. And that super sucks. So anyway, sorry, Michelle. There's no way you're listening to this. But I do feel bad about it. And now it's out publicly. Okay. Uh, do people want to reach you? How should they do that? Uh, you can reach me on, on my website, rasball.com. They can click on the little soccer ball at the top. Or if you're lazy and you just want to type in the whole thing. Or if you're, if you're actually, if you're feeling energetic, you can just type in the whole thing. It's soccer.rasball.com. Or you can reach me on Twitter at Smokey underscore Loogie. That's L-O-O-G-Y. And it's or a baseball me, thing. It's, a, it's completely <laughs> a baseball thing. Uh, or you can find me on this podcast through the EPL Index. Or, I don't know, trolling around the local pub or sub-sundry sub, sub, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I just realized we never mentioned it, but if you get the Anfield Index app, if you're a Liverpool fan, we're also on there. Uh, you can find our podcast over there. Um, yeah, so I'm Kevin DeVries, at Kevroff on Twitter. You can find my ramblings over at blog.playtalga.com and theeaglesbeak.com, where I did tell you to sell Rooney, but I also told you to buy Payet, 
And I also told you to not start David Silva. So two is greater than one. Shh. Um, anyway, so let's not worry about that. I also appear on All in Sports Talk. That's been off for a few weeks because of the holidays, but we'll be back next week talking all things Premier League and all other sports. Uh, I really hate that we're going to lose to the Broncos, and I have a lot of family in Denver, so they're going to rub it in a whole bunch when they win against the super-depleted Steelers team. I don't know what I'm talking about now. Uh, You can reach us at EPL Roundtable on Twitter or email us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. Put fantasy in the header if you have any questions. We haven't said that in a while. We want some questions to answer. Darn it. Send us some dang questions. I've gotten multiple tweets this weekend saying that people did things based on our recommendations on the show. Send us an email, why don't you? Be like, Mm -hmm. what should I do with this? And we'll give you incredibly decent advice. We'll send you, I'll send you a sticker. So decent. Man, you have to buy stickers, man. That seems... Scratch and sniff. Hmm. I wonder if they make scratch and sniff beer stickers. Oh, they totally do. That'd be great. I'd be all for that. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just, uh, okay. Uh, bye. Peace. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.